Death Watch. Welcome back to Cradle of the World, a Dungeons and Dragons 3.5 slash Pathfinder first edition game by Death Watch Productions. I'm Brandon, the Dungeon Master. Today we get back to our heroes who, um, at the end of last session, had mostly managed to um, meet back up with each other at the home of the heroes. And uh, then their plan was to go find and help Casimir. So first we'll introduce our players, starting with Chris. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm playing Casimir, Hero of the Rock, and I desperately need like a clairvoyance spell from Skyrim or something. <laughs> I'll find my way through this dang thing. <laughs> I'm Travis. I'm playing Graham, Hero of the Sea, and I'm happy to be with some of my fellow heroes again. I'm Rohan, Hero of the Sky, who is slightly annoyed at the unicorn for making me run back while he teleported all the villagers. <laughs> And I'm John, playing uh, Fenrith, Hero of the Flame, and I am also glad that most of the companions are back together. Okay, so, uh, Graham, Fenrith, and Rohan had made it back to the home of the heroes. Graham and Fenrith had been planning an assault on the submersible vehicle, but Rohan told them that he had spied on the enemy encampment and that... Um, he had seen a dragon and a strange musician that they'd met previously in their adventures. And then he told them um, that musician was telling these invaders to send a force to stop um, Casimir in the temple over to the west. So Rohan told his companions they have to go help Casimir. Casimir had um, been wandering through that temple learning about the history of the elves and other mysteries, and then um, had a vision about an ancient wizard who was frustrated and trying to find his own methods to attain the power of the Seldarine and denied him. And uh, finally, when he'd made it back to the last area in his estimation that he had yet to explore, he heard a large group um, coming in the main entrance um, humans and goblins, mechanical enemies as well. And he made it through the door and closed it before they managed to see him. And then um, that's where we'll pick back up. Um, so Rohan, Graham, and Fenrith, let's start with you three. You're at the home of the heroes, so go. Okay. What were you saying we had to do, Rohan? I was told that we need to find Casimir, that uh, where he is has some sort of a weapon that can be used to to stop these invaders, and that we need to find it before the enemy does. Right, and you said go. they're also on to him, as far as him being there? Uh, they know that that it exists, and they know that we are looking into it, but I don't know if they know the exact location of Casimir or or this temple. I had just kind of overheard them sending troops in that direction. Okay. Then, yeah, let's, we should we should uh, saddle or harness the, the rocks as soon as possible and make all haste to go um, rescue Casimir. The entrance, the entrance to it was um, pretty close to town, wasn't it? It was only like a half a day's journey or something like that? Yeah, just a little bit more. Okay. Um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Riven. 
knows where it is. Yeah. Because she saw me go in. That's true, and we can talk to them now. <clears throat> has, has Riven returned, or... Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I suppose we could ask Riven. Yeah, and she'll show you, because she, she goes off every, a couple times a day in the morning and later on before evening to check if he's come back out. Okay. So she can show you exactly where. Okay. Uh, was there camp right around the entrance, or were they just camped somewhere close by? Uh, they hadn't camped there, um, at least by the time... Well, they had just sent the troops to go look for it when I started back towards the village. So uh, if they have set up camp, then it's brand new. Okay, but we can expect that that they are probably there searching for when we get there. There is the possibility, unless we move faster than they can. I came back to the village as fast as I could, and if we hurry, we may beat them there. Let's pray that it was fast enough. And then but we should go and, and uh, harness the rocks. Okay. <clears throat> Actually, I've been gone one day, and I never unsaddled Tempest, so <laughs> Tempest is probably already saddled. Because I know that have to uh, watch us. I can scout ahead while you two get um, saddled. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Is a way we can um, game plan if uh, if they are there. Because I, I know that uh, for Fenor wasn't saddled. Okay. Um, yeah, I can jump on. Tempest and have um, what was your rock's name? Riven. Riven. Have Riven lead us uh, to the location and do a quick scouting trip and come back while they saddle. Okay. We'll try and stay high enough that we're out of range of normal bow shot and probably give a little extra <laughs> range since they have those boom sticks. Um, well, as for that, as you remember. There's a pretty bad storm going on, and you you know it's going to last for two more days at oh, least. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So there's low visibility out there. You're going to have to be pretty close Okay. to the ground. We should still be able to scout. If they can't see me coming, then... Hmm. Are they using powder, or is it a uh, magical... Don't know. I was going to yeah. say, their powder might be in trouble if... Uh... Yeah, I had to kill the goblin that was supposed to show me how they worked. Yeah. Brandon's pulling a Metal Gear Solid 4. They all have ID'd, uh, like, bio-tagged guns. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll I'll jump on Tempest, and we'll follow Riven out there in the storm. All right. So um, you take off into the the storm to the west, and uh, it doesn't take very long before you reach uh, the point where Riven is indicating. Um, and you can see that, because uh, uh, Riven lands pretty close to where that entrance was. And uh, as you're descending, you don't see any people, um, but you do see the evidence that there were a large number camped out here recently. Okay. Um, I'll do, uh, like, instead of landing where Riven landed, I'll circle around the area, um, do, like, two circles that slowly widen out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so... Um, you got to get pretty close to the ground, and it's mostly just rock here. But you can still pick up the signs of, uh, you know, a, a column of people moving from the south 
And then, like I said, you see that area where they camped before, um, probably the day before. Okay. Um, they've got like, you know, there's still some stuff left out, sacks and containers of stores and things like that. Yeah. Um, Discarded bits of rubbish and whatnot. Things, yeah, things of that nature. Midden heap somewhere. Some mm-hmm. sort of place for dumping everything. Yeah, some sort of latrine ditch or something. Yeah, but you don't see any people. All right. After that second circle, I'll head back to to our rock shed. Okay. So, yeah. So, when you get back, they've got theirs um, saddled up and ready to go. Okay. Um, did you guys want to, you know, take anything special or equip yourselves or what? What do you guys want to do? I thought about mentioning that the Obsidian Wand is running low again. It's down to 17 of 50. I'm not sure if how you felt about using the gnomish device. Um, it's raining, I, so. We, we <laughs> should fires. probably try and put a couple, at least a few charges into it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you don't have to tell me twice, <laughs> and I'll run in there. And, uh, <laughs> I'll try to recharge that obsidian wand again. Oh, it does still have five mysterious charges, as well as the 17, but... We don't know what those do yet. Uh, but yeah, I think I put 100 gold in with it last time, and that brought me to full, if I'm not mistaken. So I think I'll try it again. Another summoned a horse, didn't it? Uh, that might the have been on a, a on separate fire. item, but it could have also been a flaming horse, too. Uh-huh. So yeah, Brandon, that's what I want to try. The obsidian wand, 100 gold, and the gnomish device. Okay, one moment. Better get that screw with your table, your player's random table up. No. <laughs> it takes it. It takes uh, a long time to load because he's got it all. <laughs> right. It's been, he's been accumulating it since he first started game mastering like twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's based off of slights that he's uh, <laughs> the list of slights. <laughs> oh man. I was thinking about adding, uh, expanding the sanity table, at least by one, for things that can go wrong. Mm. Like in, uh, like, Call of Cthulhu. Well, like, yeah, uh, but like in, like, what way? Well, they like, don't I don't really know how the table any, works. They don't really have anything that, um, does, like, disbelief, I feel like, where you, you'll reject the reality of what's going on and maintain, like, no, everything's fine, which I read a lot or see a lot in different horror mm. movies, is there's usually a guy. And I think in real world situations that basically exemplifies that dog sitting in the flaming house, mm. that meme, you know, where he's like, everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, they just will refuse to look at it. And I kind of wanted that. I mean, I suppose you could do it with say like amnesia because that's something you could roll. But I think that just kind of, you lose the context of what's going on. It's still going to be mm. very alarming once you, um, okay. Um, first round roll a percentile dice for me. You don't need to put it in the tower. What being weird for? Oh, it doesn't count if you drop it in the con. Ooh, fumbled. Mm. Nah. Okay. Yeah. So you put that wand on there, and you put that hundred gold in, and then it starts shaking and whistling and steaming, and you know, shaking the whole house, rumbling back and forth. Seems like it's almost about to tip over. Um, and then a little uh, slip of paper is dispensed, and. Yeah, 
Yeah, so a slip of paper is dispensed. All right, I'll take the slip of paper. It's, well, maybe not now that he has higher wisdom. I was going to ask if Graham's one of those like people that, like there were kids back in school that like wouldn't show you their fortune from like a fortune cookie. Some would even eat it that I knew <laughs> to make sure the fortune comes true. Yeah. Is yeah. that like an extrapolation of you can't say your birthday wish out yeah. loud? Yep. So I was just wondering if Graham, one of those where he's begun to believe in the <laughs> right. gnomish fortunes. Yeah, I'll pull it out. Well, I can't. I usually can't figure them out because I think uh, one of the last one was like when the time comes, air turns to dust, and so on and so forth. And yeah, I was like I don't even know what it's talking about. Every good prophecy is like <laughs> right. that, right? But speaking of that birthday thing, if they're like me, I think that was just somebody who literally doesn't think of a wish and didn't want to be caught not wishing. Just wants cake or food, and just yeah. was like, "Oh, it's bad luck to say what your wish is out loud." Or they had a wish that was. Right. I wish you would die. <laughs> I wish you were all yeah. dead. Um, okay, so that slip of paper, you look at that, and it says, your payment is well overdue. Do not delude yourself into thinking you can elude our grasp. Consider how this missive came to you. There is nowhere you can go that we cannot get to you and your allies, and no one can prevent it. <laughs> Pay what you owe within the next three days where you will find out just what we are capable of uh fenris did you get involved with like a gnomish mafia that I we run so. aware of do i owe anybody anything i can't remember um not that i'm oh well i don't know if i know about it but i know and you you do owe rohan a new dagger no, I, yeah, I got paid me that debt. Paid that back. Yeah. Even a better dagger. Yeah. No. Okay. Do does he still? So. Is he still in possession of the dagger? Is the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, start... I'll uh, pass the message over to you, uh, Fenris, so you can see what I'm talking about. So it's pretty much the payment is overdue. Don't you can't delude yourself that you're outside of our grasp. Pay what you owe in the next three days, or we'll get you. Was the gist? Is there a, a price on there? Doesn't appear to be. There might be stuff on the back sometimes, right? Yeah, like, I'll flip it over yeah. see if I'm missing anything. All right. And then, um, yeah, so then the wand, I mean, it's still sitting there. Yeah, I. Um, so is identifying it easier now that we're Pathfinder? Mm-hmm. It's like a detect magic? It's a spellcraft, I believe. Okay. To identify. A... Uh, to figure out what the charges are. Does that still use or require spells? No, the spell just gives a bonus to the hmm. uh, appropriate skill. Well, yeah, I'll pass it off to um, to Fenrith, I suppose, or you've got some wizard stuff, don't you? Yeah, and after... Can any of you guys tell if uh, the device worked this time? Wait, so you can... With spellcraft, you can... What's happening? Identify the properties of a magic item using detect magic. Mm. Which Justin and John got going, yeah. so... So what do we need to detect magic? And then a spellcraft. All right. All right. Is oh. I can I can, give I can a provide a detect magic if you need oh. it. Okay. Yeah, I have detect magic as a cantrip now, so yeah, I have unlimited castings. I had uh, elves seventeen get plus charges two. before. What was that? Elves get plus two to, to spellcraft for the purposes of identifying the properties of magic items. Oh, so that would have been a thirty. Maybe you can figure out what those extra charges do. Maybe. Yeah, after 
most of my skills collapsed into groupings. My spellcraft shot up considerably. Yeah, I'm starting to have a favorable outlook on that in general. That's one thing. There's some jankiness about 2nd edition Shadowrun, but the skill list is smaller yeah. a little bit than mm-hmm. it is by later editions. And But then again, um, Call of Cthulhu has like a ton of skills, and it doesn't seem to hold it back or make it difficult. Because yeah. you're only using like a handful based right. on situation. That and they overlap. Yeah. Like that seems to be one of the keys in the large skill list is yeah. having overlapping skills. Because it was the same with the the Hobbit. There were quite a few skills, but and you had very few skill points to put into them. But the same, like different groupings had yeah kind of common themes. All right, so um, you have so that recharged twenty. Okay. Uh, it gave you twenty more charges than you had. And was that enough to tell what the five special charges were? No. Okay. Was there uh, anything on the back of this little slip of paper? No. Hmm. Maybe we just insert some more uh, coin into this thing without any magic or without any devices on there. As uh, I'll take one of my platinum pieces and just and slip it in there. Just one platinum piece? Yeah. Well, maybe I'll maybe I'll do four. Just to be safe. <laughs> <laughs> we are all looking at you like you're stingy. Oh, yeah. come on. One? You have a concept of currency, people. You can see I mean, the copper ones. That's the thing is I'm not sure if this is a lot or, I mean, it. it I know that the, uh, well, the jewelers uh, the prize seem value to think. Platinum. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So, yeah, you um, slide that platinum into the opening but um nothing happens and after a couple of seconds there's a a blinking uh, a light starts to blink next to that slot like every two seconds it, it'll blink but nothing else happened mm-hmm. uh graham give me your your ring the the ring of ram okay i'll pass it over to him i'm not currently and, uh, wearing it all, how many uh, charges all- does that have let me double check that. Ring of Ram has five charges on it currently. Okay. So you're going to put the Ring of Ram on that tray? Yeah, and then go take cover behind something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, roll the uh, D1 or a percentile for me. Dude, these gnomes need to learn appropriate billing procedures. Right. You know, write, a, write a dang <laughs> receipt. <laughs> okay. So the same thing starts to happen. It starts to, you know, shake and bounce and steam. And, you know, there's like all different sort of R2-D2 sounds coming from it. And uh, the it's it's shaking so much that the whole house is rattling and that ring is bouncing up and down on that tray. And it looks like it's going to fall out, but uh, eventually it quiets and um, and is still. And, you know, but you do notice that um, the whole apparatus it has sort of a the beginnings of a glow a red glow to it and you can feel the heat baking yeah. off of it mm. but it um it does spit out a piece of paper as again and this pa- this paper says um as bright shadows cast a thinning of the veil will lead invaders in and trigger the return of the old way 
And that it's, one says um, what the other ones, what the, you know, um, I'll have to look it up. Because oh, I, like the Gnomish. Yeah, it was company. like. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it, it's spot on as far as future telling. I'll, <laughs> I'll hand the ring back to, like, I'll test it to see if it's hot. Like, just do the quick touch, touch the side of the, the ring and see if it burns my finger. And I'll point it to you. Uh, you should have Rohan take a look at it again, too, if he hasn't dropped his detect magic. It's a cantrip. He just casts yeah, it. Yeah, we... Oh, nice. Oh, they're free. There's no limit on them. Oh, cool. Yeah, if it, if it doesn't burn, then I'll pick it up and hold it in my hand and ask uh, Rohan uh, what what did it do to this? I'll toss my spellcraft into the tower. Um, so it has two more charges. So, yeah. They gained two more charges. Well, thank you. So maybe you just didn't you didn't put the I don't know, maybe you didn't put the right color of metal in here or not enough metals. Is how many did you put in? Oh, I did a hundred gold pieces. Okay, so a hundred of these of the gold ones and obviously isn't. Well, now it's not saying that we owe it anymore. Oh, well, maybe the platinum took care of it. So maybe they just wanted the platinum one. Either way, we should probably head out to go help <laughs> Casimir. I'm looking forward no to way, you guys. Uh, There's a mystery to be solved. Walking out to the stables <laughs> one day. And a bunch of like shadowy gnomes just right. break your knees. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we won't even make it to the stables. It'll just be like come out of the bedroom early one morning, and I do like they this all in the idea hallway of mafia style gnome clans, or maybe like operating like the Iron Bank in the maybe. Ice. Mm. Oh, um, what was our our uh, caretaker's name again? Fall one. Oh yeah, I'll uh, I'll haste if he's not around. I'll hastily uh, scribble a note that with uh, fifty platinum pieces that say uh, to to put one in a day to appease them uh, this uh, device. That seems like a bad idea, but I guess I'm not seeing what you're doing, so I'll allow. <laughs> well, as uh, we'll either come back and it'll be. Like taking over a cradle, or uh, maybe this will uh, appease also, uh, its masters. Yeah, maybe also a note to not put anything on the pedestal. Just yeah, the that too. The... That's a good idea. I'll I'll do that as well. Is just put the the this coin in in this slot, and not do not put anything. I'll write again, big letters, anything inside. Or on top of that, uh, this device. Don't even rest your hand on top of it. Oh, dude, you should put your head on the pedestal. <laughs> that would be funny. You should have. So, what coin are you having him put in it every day? The I'm leaving him fifty platinum pieces. Okay. Fifty. That's like almost the entirety of this campaign so far. I feel like we're gonna come back in our buildings. Our hero house is going to grow multi-dimensional wings or something <laughs> like that. It'll be a nice wizard's place. It's like I had Rundar's Emporium of Magicarium or something weird like that, but it had, uh, I don't know, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> Money on my character is gone. I don't know how much I actually have. Um, Should be the same as... Yeah, I believe it was split. 125 <laughs> platinum pieces, 
1,490 gold pieces, 423 silver, and 21 copper. Yep, that's what I got. But I've since spent almost all of my gold recharging items down to 105 gold pieces. Wow. No. Oh, I bought a bunch of, like, alchemy yeah, yeah. things, too. Make me sneak a little better. Yeah, I don't think we had a chance to make that platinum ring, those platinum rings I was hoping for. There was that spell that lets oh, is it like the two people share hit points. Oh, okay. Where, yeah, one person soaks up half the damage from the other person. Yeah, where was that? When we were playing D&D 3.5. That, that it was in there, actually. I'm not sure if that spell still exists in Pathfinder. Oh, is that what it was from? Yeah. What was the spell? Um, I think it was from like the spell compendium. And there was a spell that... Well, we we can use... still use that. All those, those... Any of those spells are still usable. Yeah, because really Pathfinder is just deep... It's like 3.75. It's not really core mechanic change. Okay. So you've given those instructions to fall in, and then um, anything else you guys plan to do here before you set out? No, I think that's it. Yep. I uh, think we're ready to go. All right. So, um, and you're taking your rocks? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, it doesn't take any time at all for you guys to reach the um, the entrance. And so, you can bring your, uh, your rocks down to land close to there. And then, as you do, and you're dismounting, then it's then that you can actually see, because um, of your elven vision, you don't see a door, but you do see on a large boulder... Um, the the outline of a door um so then your rocks say what would you like us to do while you're gone hmm. um I'm used to that no nah. what do you I mean, normally shall we do? wait or should we go back home or well i i feel that uh is there anywhere uh nearby that they would be able to to either roost or wait while we that that would still be visible to a signal. Yeah, for sure. Because you, um, you know, if you look to the west, the rock cliffs rise up above you into the stormy sky. So, all right, is that that's my uh, what my suggestion will be is to to find a place to wait for us near the rock cliffs, as we mm-hmm. we know that there's a a group of these invaders that are searching for, they're supposed to be searching for Casimir as, uh, and, and we may need a, a quick escape as if, if you encounter any of them, um, and are, and, and cannot avoid, uh, detection, then it would be best to, for you to, to flee. As okay. I'm not sure what, uh, what, uh, they have at their disposal. Is that that's the what I'll tell uh, Feanor at least. Well, it should be easy enough to find a perch in these cliffs, and we can stand watch from there. Stay safe, my friend. You too. Immediately walk off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Too late. You said it. Okay. It's like taking your hand off the chest piece. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So what do you guys want to do? 
Um, well, Rowan, you had scouted this place. Uh, do you know where the entrance is? I mean, you can all see it right on that boulder nearby. It doesn't ah. look like a door, but you can see the outline of it. Never mind. I've found it. Let's go. <laughs> I'll start leading the way down there. That spell to share hit points is a cleric spell level two. Hmm. It lasts one hour per level. Well, uh, are you taking the lead on this one, Rohan? Or Yeah. Yeah, I'll head down, um, keeping the air out for any sounds of enemies ahead of us. And I will follow behind Fenrith and hide in all of the noise that he makes. Nah. <laughs> so he's thick so, it provides concealment. Yeah, I was going to say, he's, he's so loud that they can't see you. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, stay a ways ahead, too. Is it like a concussive thing? Like <laughs> it's just actually blinding them? Right. <laughs> and oh. sneaking. Making their eyeballs jiggle too much in their sockets. Mm-hmm. The, the, okay. the accounts will later say that they so. saw like a blinding light or something <laughs> so like that. And then stealth nothing. in the tower and a perception. Yeah, I'll be stealthy too. <laughs> all right. So, um, yeah, so it takes you not long at all to find the uh, release for that door. And then there's that um, loud grating stone on stone sound as it presses inward and then slides out of the way and the rain continues to fall in sheets out here and the wind whips at you and lightning strikes as you step inside and you find yourself on a staircase that leads down in utter blackness in here obviously but you can you know Thanks to your special abilities, you can see fine, but um, this stairwell goes down and then left and then left and then left. And it just goes down and down and down from what you can see. Okay. Yeah, I'll take a good head head start, probably 200, 300 feet ahead of the other two, uh, sneaking and being as quiet as I can as I head down. Okay. All right. So um, Fenrith and Graham follow. Yes. All right. Um, Casimir, so you had just managed to get the door closed, and they all come stomping in, and you can hear them faintly, because when you had this door open, you saw that it was like two feet thick. Hmm. So it blocks out the sound pretty well, but, you know, so close to it, you can pick it up, and um, someone is shouting, uh, he's in here somewhere, split up, search everywhere, and you can hear... The clank of boots stomping, the scrape of large mechanical, you know, um, large constructs, steel feet scraping on the stone and the servos and gears and whirring and whizzing. You can hear all those sounds on the other side of that door as um, uh, a a lot of people start um, going off to search for you. But, you know, you'll remember that, um, well, you don't hear any approaching this door. Hmm. Like they're going another direction. So, like this door was pretty difficult to see. Okay. So, um, at least for now, it seems to you like they don't notice this this particular door. Okay. So, there's no um, nobody coming your direction. All right. Well, I'll give thanks to the elements for small miracles and... Uh... Start, uh, whoa, moving on. 
All right. So um, you go moving off in this direction. Now, in here, uh, the air is really stale. Mm. Um, and you're also noticing something else as you move along. Like there's dust everywhere, but a lot of it's just hanging in the air. Hmm. So, I mean, obviously there's dust on the surfaces, but, but there's a lot of dust just floating in the air. Um, and there's no sign that anybody's been this way in a long, long time. But you move further into this uh, room, you know, and as you get over here, uh, you see, you see it opens up into this room and you're not sure what this used to be, except that there are posts or not posts. There's the remnants like of uh, the feet of stone benches that used to be uh, in these on these wall sections uh, long ago crumbled away and uh, n nothing else of interest in here. All right. Head over to that door to the south. Is that what that is? Yeah. So this is a, um, it's a, it's not a door in the sense that it's, that's clearly what it is. It's just a section of the wall that you've deduced opens okay. at some point. Um, but it, it's not designed like a door. But as you come up to here, you can see that this um, massive door is like 15 feet high and uh, pure stone. And then it's got, you know, intricate carvings and script work on it. But you can't see just just walking up to it. You can't see the means how how you would go about opening it. All right. Uh, perception. Uh, yeah. Do a perception. There you go. OK. All right. So in as you're looking over this for um, some sort of release or some catch, um, you're not seeing any, but looking at the scroll work, um, uh, you, you can read it. It's in a, I mean, it's in Elvish or Elven, the Elven language, but it seems ancient, archaic, but you can still make it out basically. Um, and this, um, this is like magical doors you've heard of in the old stories where they had like a, a word to open it. And, uh, this one has this uh, almost a childlike riddle. Um, I'm always hungry. I must always be fed. The finger I touch will soon turn red. I hate riddles. <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, intelligence check, maybe? Do you think you did? Yeah. Um, so let me look at. I'm so bad with riddles. It makes me angry. What was the first sentence again? I mean, uh, I won't say the answer since I'm not there, but... I'm always hungry. I must be fed. The finger that touches me will soon turn red. Yeah, so um, do your um, do your linguistics. Alrighty. Uh... Right, so um, so you're looking at that and, and, you know, chasing back through your mind, trying to figure out what this is. But then, you know, it comes to you. This is... Uh, if you remember correctly, it was the first in a uh, um, a long, uh, some say never-ending song where each verse is a riddle, and it's for kids, mm. right? And for this one, it's fire, and so you know that that tells you you need to say the the elven word for fire, all right, to open this door. So yeah, in a 
nice, clear voice, Casimir will speak the word for fire. Do you know it, Travis? Yeah, the word for fire? Yeah, in the Elvish. Elvish, no. Oh, let's uh, see if we can find something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dang, my Chrome must have closed. It's What's the actual name of Tolkien's out? Quenyan or something like that? Yeah. Quenya. We got a whole All translator. Right. So that door swings open Nar. soundlessly. And you can look past it and see another um, Narya. octagonal chamber. Nar. I said Narya. Uh, yeah. Well, like, yeah, like Narya is like the ring of fire. Narmasil is the fire sword. Nardol is fire hilltop. So, yeah, it's like just Nar. All right. So, sorry. What was um, the room on the other side? Yeah. So, you should be able to see it now, right? Yeah. So, it's just an octagonal room that looks like the one you're in and you go into there and you see more signs of ancient, the ancient uh, age of this room. Like whatever benches used to be here have crumbled into rubble. Now you can see on the walls, like the faintest thread remaining of uh, what used to be the hanger of a tapestry um, and then thick dust on the floor. And then a set of stairs off to the West that you can see. All right, let's head down those stairs, or yeah, go there. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. So you go up these steps, okay. and then you're blocked by another door. This one, uh, do a perception on it. I only go downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this door is the same size as the other. You know, fifteen feet tall, ten feet wide. Doesn't it? Also, doesn't have any sort of, you know door features and uh you're pretty convinced that it's solid gold oh and it also has the script work on it all right i'll see if i can do a translation on it then oh john wright and elvish is that what i'm saying <laughs> no that was me that oh yeah sorry and quenya to say power up you say tur up <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right <laughs> i'm just used to john chatting in the Dang text. Uh, tear up. I like that. That sounds <laughs> like appropriate. Elvish version of getting crunked or something. Right. Gonna tear it up. Okay. All right. So you rolled. Okay. So you were trying to translate this text. And um, so that's what you're doing. And then um, Rohan, mm -hmm. you finally um, come around the last bend of this downward staircase and you can see up ahead that it um, leads to a, uh, a door. Okay. Um, now this is a, a very large stone door and it's a jar. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's uh, it, one side of it's been pushed open enough for people to travel through. Okay. Um, so that's what you can see from there. So I'll get up close to it, trying to stay silent and kind of hear at the opening. All right. Give me one second here. So you approach that door and uh, do your perception. Okay. And I was sneaking up to the door to, as well, trying to <clears throat> keep myself quiet. All right. So when you when you get up to that door and you're listening, you can hear a conversation taking place inside that door, in in the in the room that that door leads to. Okay. 
So this conversation is, um, you can hear a couple of voices, clearly Goblin, um, complaining and loudly too, because there's an, you're hearing an echo. So it lets you know that that room must be large, uh, loudly about being stuck on guard duty, the most boring part and everybody else is getting to see exciting things except for us. And, um, you know, one of them says it's especially not fair because I scored the highest in the squad on the physical training, um, last month. And so I shouldn't be. And then another goblin voice, much sharper, um, cuts both of them off and tells them to quit their belly aching. And that's what you hear. So how many of them do I hear? You've heard three for sure. Three for sure. Um, can I sneak a peek surreptitiously? Yes. One second. Yes, you can. So I'll put you on here. Um, the door is not there, so you'll just have to take my word that you're peeking around the corner here. But here's the map. So can you see that? Yep. And then do you, you so you see the one goblin there? Uh, I kind of see two. Like, there's one that's in the shadow, but I can still kind of see him. Goblin Fighter PFC one. Perfect. Okay. And I can see Goblin Ranger PFC. All right. That private first class. Yeah. <laughs> or just being pretty freaking cool. Pretty freaking cool goblin. All right. So anyway, um, as you peek around, you can tell that that one down by the pillar that you have full vision of, that one's the leader. He's got the rank insignia on his collar, and the um, and that's the one with the sharp voice telling him to quit their belly aching. So I'll put um, Graham and Casimir on here, or I mean Fenrith. Sorry. So yeah, once I'll share this map with you guys. I hear that. I will hurry back to Fenrith and Graham, and let them know that there are enemies up ahead, and kind of look at Fenrith and. <laughs> Say we'll need to move as quietly as we can if we want to surprise them. So uh, maybe maybe you guys should surprise them, mm -hmm. and I will run in and kill them if you guys don't on when you surprise them. That could work. Oh. Because I, I don't really see myself surprising anybody. Mm -hmm. What you guys need to do is you need to carry Fenrith, and you guys Unless, make this stealth. So, um, by surprise, you mean surprised by how incredibly loud I'm going to be. You guys roll initiative. See, they already heard me. I don't know why I can never find initiative when I need to. Yeah, I got lucky this time. Ooh. Whoa. Here goes my only nat 20 this game session. Who rolled a nat 20? I did. Okay. We're all wounded. Graham, let me know next time you roll a net 20. Okay. That should be easy. All right, Rohan, what do you do? Never roll them. Um, <clears throat> so I'm still uh, back talking to them after we make that distinction where Graham and I are going to sneak up and lead a, a sneak attack on them and have uh, Fenrith come charging in like the metal beast he is. Um I'll sneak back up to the door and just wait there for Graham to to get caught up. Yeah, so I'll sneak up next to Rohan and prepare to kill him. Me or the goblins? Yeah, 50-50. Is that what the dice in the tower was for? 
Uh, no, it was my sneak. I don't know why I uh, threw it in the tower, though. All right. I think I must be behind, be behind a, uh, a barrier, though, because I can't see anything. All right, so I'll put you in there. Oh, that's weird. Oh, that's why. All right, so let me reshare that, and now you should be able to see what you need to see. Yep. Okay. So, Graham, what would you like to do? Um, you just going to shoot one, Rohan? <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, target the leader. Ask that question. <clears throat> Is the leader the one? Uh, yeah, I'll whisper to him. The leader was down by a pillar to the south. As far as I could hear, there were three, including the leader of this one. They're just on patrol duty or on guard duty here. Well, yeah, I'll trigger um, that vanishing on my armor and just start padding around up to the north, I suppose. Yeah, I'll give him one round to kind of get in position. You got one round, Graham. (laughs) Then I'm shooting. Yeah, then I'll be stepping in and firing and then he can do his stabby stabby. So you're delaying so Graham can go? Yeah. Uh, I'll give him one full... I guess I'll, I'll just be waiting that round. I won't even be delaying. Okay. I'll give him one round to get into position and then... Um, I only see one of three, so I'll kind of move up to, to in between those pillars or crumbled pillars and see what I can see once I get there. All right, so... I mean, I'll listen. If I, if I hear him, I'll try to pinpoint him that way. Alter my move. So roll your... Stealth, or did you already? I did throw one in the tower just right. a second ago. Oh, there it is. Okay. So. But I'm also, I triggered my vanishing as well on my armor. Okay. All right. Then this one, this one. Okay. So uh, you get to here, and you can see. Now you can see that one. Do you see it now? Um. Yes. All right. So. We'll say that's where you are when you see that one, if you want to change where you're going. No, that's good a target as any. So I'll just get right uh, next to him. I think that would take my full action to move that distance, so I'll have to attack on the next round. Okay. And then what did you want to do, Casimir? Or, I mean, uh, Fenrith? As I'm waiting for them to actually attack before I do anything. All right, Casimir, so you're at this door, and you've translated it finally, and what it says is, um, I am a precious metal, rare and highly sought, used in jewelry and industry. My value cannot be bought. Found deep within the earth, I'm difficult to mine. Many tried to extract me, but few succeed in time. As a coin, I am lustrous, a silver-white hue. A symbol of wealth and power and value beyond a few. <laughs> um, so do your linguistics again. I'm sorry, B. Because you know, well, no, it's fine. I mean, <laughs> that's the part of the, the way the game works is your yeah. character has these. So roll it and then. Um, Unless you're the type of game master that sits there for the whole session making your players figure it out. Mm-hmm. I've heard those horror stories. Dude, I just have no brain whatsoever for riddles. Yeah. It just doesn't click for me. All right, so, um, I mean, you know where to start now. This is that, that same children's song, mm-hmm. right? And so um, this is like one you've read about, not one that your parents sang or taught you, but you've, you know, read about or heard about. You're not sure where. I just want to say salt. But the, um, like, the, the story was that this song went on forever and could be used to teach children every 
elven word, mm. right? In a fun way. Nobody knows if that's true anymore or has even remembers, but um uh but you're sure that in this case, dealing with metals and then the what it looks like and how you, you've got a mind for it deep in the earth, um that makes you think of platinum. Mm. Okay. A salt could have worked. Salt and platinum are the same. Both are a <laughs> secret metal. <laughs> All right, let's see. Oh, they don't got a word for that. All right, so yeah, I'll uh, speak the Elvish for platinum and see if that works. Uh, yes, it does. You speak that word, whatever it is, and that door quietly swings inward and uh, reveals a large chamber on the other side. As it swings open, you you see that it, that it actually is pure gold all the <laughs> way through. Um. But it swings open and then leads into this large room with uh, um, uh, large pillars lining each side of it. And then inside the door on both sides is a gold um, brazier, however you say it. Um, and as you step in, a, uh, a flame ignites and it, you know, it bathes this room in a, in a golden hue. Um, and then there's a couple more for uh, you know, at the other side of this room All right. that light up. Yeah, I'll uh, start kind of jogging through this room. Are these doors closing behind me? Um, no. Mm, I'm. Mm, I don't. I'll try speaking the word platinum again before after I get through the door. See if that closes it, or maybe even speaking it in reverse or something. Um. So you turn around and you speak the word platinum, um, and it swings closed. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. So as you get to this point in the room, on the other side of this pillar, it looks out of place because it is. But this is a large statue um, carved out of marble. Mm. It looks, you know, if you've ever seen, like, um, some of the the marble sculptures... Like it looks real. Yeah. Um, so it's very well done. But this is a recognizable figure to you because you just saw an apparition a little bit ago of uh, that looked exactly like this. This eight-foot-tall elf with magnificent furs, long blonde hair. Um, he's got a bow strapped on him, and he holds a spear. Um, and you, you didn't recognize that apparition. Um, but as you're looking at the statue... You still don't, but something about it is is tickling the back of your mind, like like you should understand what or who this is. Like you might have you might have seen this person at some point or read something about this person. Okay, is there any sort of uh, engravings or nameplates? Uh, no. And as a matter of fact, unlike a lot of statues, this one's not supported by like a stone block. Mm. It's on its feet. You know. All right. But yeah, the, you don't see any engravings or whatever, but do a perception. All right. So there's that statue. And then, um, Rohan, you've watched Graham, or you assume. Can you see invisibility? <clears throat> no. Or it is only. Okay. So you assume Graham must be in place by now. Okay. So it's your turn. So yeah, I'll be. So where exactly would the door be? Just right where I'm at? Yeah. So I'll just take a five-foot step through, mm -hmm. um, target that goblin 
ranger and give Graham the signal. Nah. All right. Um, by doing a, a full volley <laughs> at the uh, <laughs> goblin the signal. goblin ranger. Um, before I forget, these are goblins, so I get a plus two. Or no, they're goblins, so I get a plus four. So, all right. Looks like we got three hits. Okay. So three of these arrows are uh, slam into this goblin right in his chest. Go ahead and roll for damage. Okay. There's the first one, second, and third. So, yeah. Love those favorite enemy bonuses. Okay. So, yeah, three of them slam into him, and that jostles him just enough for the fourth to go wide. But the electricity uh, crackles as they streak through the air, and he falls straight to the floor. Nice. All right. Yeah. Then I'll give a call and say, Fenrith, now. Graham, now. Um, Fenrith. Is, uh, I, I would be waiting until uh, Graham, after Graham still. Okay. Uh, Graham. Yeah, so I'll attack this fella in front of me. Okay. That's a hit. Some yeah, yeah. damage and sneak attack. All right. Oh, I guess I can full attack, can I? Yeah. I have to do that kind of. Well, I had the bonuses for a single attack, so I guess we'll just stick with that. It's good enough to kill him anyway. Yeah, because what I wanted to do was rehide, since I think I have cover from the other enemies I saw, if that's possible. Nice attack. So that will be my other mm-hmm. action. Yeah. So um, you know, you just become visible and stab him right in the forehead. And, uh, you know, he straightens up and then it's, falls down silently. Does he say anything weird? No. No. <laughs> Boot. Boot. <laughs> and then Fenrith. He pulls the trigger. All right, so um, I'll, I'll go thundering down this hallway here. There's one um, to the north. The 40 feet. Okay. Because that's my double move. All right. So, yeah, you go clomping into here and... Um, that's as far as you can make it. So now there's one left in this room, and he, he screams the top of his lungs, this blood-curdling 1930s horror movie scream. <laughs> and uh, he goes running this way at full speed. Guess I should have got on that guy first. So you can see him push through this door, which um, swings closed behind him. And you can hear him as he runs, screaming... We're under attack. We're under attack. <laughs> Might be They're kind of, at the entrance. Might be kind of Sound a sh- the alarm. A shock for him because like re- early reports would say that we were all like short brown haired. <laughs> right. And now you have these like giant <laughs> elves. elves. Yeah. That just appear with a dagger already in someone's forehead. <laughs> all right. That's where I got the dagger. Um, <laughs> it was always there. Then uh, Rohan. Yep. So <clears throat> you do... All three of you now do a uh, perception. A perception. Two. 36. Ooh, dang. Hey. Why do you perceive as high as I do, bro? Why do you perceive as high as I do? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so Rohan um, and Fenrith. Um, so that guy took, that goblin took off running, and you guys are in this room now, but uh, you just happen to swing your head just so, and you spot um, on the floor right here a uh, familiar 
boot print. Okay. Is that a... Is it because it's Castamere's? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. As you, I mean, as you look <laughs> at it, it's, it's distinctive, especially in comparison with uh, goblins and humans. But you guys have been journeying long enough to recognize your... I guess that makes sense. Trudging single file, all weary. Yeah, looking, yeah. Down. looking at blueprints. As I thought it was going to be my own, we've been going in circles. <laughs> How long have you been trapped in this loop? So that's you. You see in your turn, Rohan. So you can see that over there. All right. Um, so which direction did the goblin go running? North. Uh, yeah, I called it out. North. Um, Got a runner. We don't have line of sight anymore, though. The door closed behind him. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll uh, head to there. Duty. Uh, get around that corner. Get better line of sight of the rest of the room. All right. So, from here, you can see a line of those print. Now that you've seen that first one, you can see a line of them terminating at this wall on the south. Okay. Which, to your elven eyes, is clearly a... Uh, um, the, the, uh, a portion of the wall that can open. Well, I guess you can see. I don't have to worry about the light. So you can see that, um, that it's a door over there. It is a little bit disguised, but you can tell that's what it is. Okay. Can prestidigitation clean up blood, right? Can it clean like a, a meter or something? <laughs> Let's just put the bodies somewhere and clean everything up and then disappear from this room and they'll think that one's crazy or something. <laughs> Put the can you put a corpse in a bag of holding? I don't see why not. Yeah, I mean, it's just material creature. at this point. Yeah, if you put a living creature in a bag of holding, you get a corpse magically. <laughs> <laughs> Transmutation. Uh, yeah, that would be kind of funny. <laughs> um, what's what's the move, Rohan? What are we doing? Uh, let's follow Casimir's prince. He's the one yeah. that we're here to. It can clean a. Uh, to follow. It? One um, foot cube each round. I do want to take one quick round and search the the one that seemed to be in charge. Okay. So um, while he's doing that, can I stage the other one to uh, look to like be he killed it? <laughs> no, just uh, just have him there, uh, like dead, horrified expression, pointing at the door that the these guys are going to come through, just to mess with them. If you want, yeah. Yep. Just start some psychological warfare. Mm, have him hook his, put one finger in his nostril too while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> the things that uh, heroes do. Hey, so That's their claim, not ours. Yeah, they, well, they invaded our land. No, technically, like both Fenrith and Rohan have been going on about the hero stuff. I think you two from time to time. So. I always say I'm not. They made a mistake. That's what the old Graham used to say. Mm. <laughs> so it's been Rohan and Fenrith are always going on. Well, we're the heroes of so-and-so. <laughs> this one, um, you know, just has the musket with the bayonet on it and a pouch with some with some bullets and, um, you know, half a dried ration, pocket knife, things like that. Nothing special. Okay. All right. So no orders, no... No special things, so, uh, yeah, immediately uh, go and follow the tracks and try and follow Casimir. So, you want a survival check of some sort? 
No, you don't need to at this point. You can see right where they go. So Okay. And then are you guys going to follow? <clears throat> yes. Yep. Oh, um, we could probably disable that door in some way to make it a little bit more difficult for them to follow us. Um, if you want to. Uh, I have wedges. The door that he ran through, did it swing inward into this room or outward? It swung outward. Okay. So we can't just spike it. Um, uh, I think we could. can leave it up to a roll, right? Yeah. Like, I, I can never figure out because <laughs> I don't know how to do that stuff. So True. You know. But yeah, um, see if Gran can disable devices as we um, work our way a little bit forward following Casimir's footprints. Because that'll uh, slow yeah, us I'm down in, a little bit. I'm in the rear anyway, so I'll go hustle up there and do that and then okay. catch up to him. If- if he's going to do that, I'll stage that other one that Justin or <laughs> Rohan was looking at to be like kneeling and praying. Uh, <laughs> With four arrows it, in him. Yep. Too bad rigor mortis didn't set in right away. They would be like little yeah. mannequins we could pose. <laughs> just breaking bones and moving everything around. <laughs> They're like doing the, the waltz. <laughs> if I'm waltzing in here. Puppets. Uh, okay, yeah. Graham, roll your um, some evil disable device or what is it called? Yeah, disable yeah. device. Oh, let's be honest. Do you I mean, like I, those in the tower? Yeah. All you need is a couple of onyx, and you can just make them do what you want for right. the pose. Just <laughs> animate them. It's a pretty hard push towards. Uh, I think it's evil, actually though. not really. I think it's kind of a that one might take him a little bit of time though, Brandon. Let me see what the time is on that check. No, it would take a round. Okay, one round, yeah. Like, jam a lock is a round. Cleverly sabotage a clockwork device. Okay. Yeah, so you're able to, you know, do whatever to make it so it won't easily swing open. And then um, the rest, and then you guys can come into this room here. Yeah, like from the look of, oh, no, I guess it is necromancy evil, which is okay for a wizard, right? It's like, we don't have the same binds as a cleric. All right. So, uh, as you guys step in, this door swings closed. And then you've got, you know, what you can see on the map there. Okay. Um, I'll continue kind of leading out a little bit and trying to maintain some stealth. Can you tell if any of them came this way, or is it just Casimir that we're following? Game Master? Yeah, you... Just Casimir. Nobody else has been through here, as okay. far as you can tell. Yeah, like the dust is like super thick on the floor. You got right. it. The dust is so thick in the air, you might be able to see the trail I took <laughs> through the room. There's a Casimir I actually see you. Somehow I got vision over there. Brandon, I clicked on a big token that I saw in the darkness, and now I have its vision. <laughs> and I, I can't get back to me because I can't see me anymore. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I was like, hey, what's this guy doing out here? <laughs> yeah, the, just chilling. Yeah. He's the statue. Right. Exactly. And then I saw you there. So Kinda spoilers. Got a Sorry about bit that. Of a dude. Stalin look Guess I him. shouldn't click on random. Alright. Do you see yourself now? No. I think if you close the map and reopen it, it should ah, reset your it. view. I found it. That or Brandon switch me back. Yep. Okay. So Casimir, you um are standing here looking at this um statue and uh do a fortitude save or will save. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, there you go. All right. So 
You're looking at this uh, statue and you're remembering that you'd seen an apparition that looked just like this and you don't recognize who it is, but um, you get, you know, brought once again into a, a vision. And, um, you know, in this vision, it's a little different. You're not from the perspective of the person that you have been in this area. Now you're just sort of, um, you find yourself standing on a mountain peak, um, a snow-capped mountain peak with the uh, you know the wind blowing and howling, and uh, you're not sure. Well, you know that you're very high above because um, you're looking down and you can see the the land spread out before you. But just at the edge of your vision, um, you you see what you're certain is the village that you're from, mm. and then and next to you you see this. Uh, this statue, but not as now it's a, you know, a physical person, but, um, standing next to you. So he's the same, you know, he, um, he's clearly an elf and he's wrapped in, um, very beautiful furs and, and he's got his bow and his spear or whatever. And, uh, this is really long blonde hair, but he's standing there next to you looking down over and, um, yeah. So there you are. Yeah. I'll, uh, does this feel like a vision or does this feel more real or? Yeah, it's, it feels like a vision. Okay. Well, maybe we can still interact with it. I'll, uh, turn to him and I'll ask him, you know, who are you? All right. So, uh, he turns to look at you and when he does, you can see that, um, uh, he's got these, um, supernaturally blue eyes and you get this, um, uh, where was it? That was your will. Yeah, so um, let me check on something. Yeah, so as you look at him, you get this overwhelming uh, sensation of uh, fear. Well, awe is a better way to describe it. Um, nothing you've ever experienced before in your whole life. It's the most powerful feeling. Um, you know, makes your legs shake and all that as you look at him. Maybe I should... Uh add a like a my lord <laughs> or something like almost inadvertently yeah i mean that you really do feel that like that you should that's actually perfect that's exactly how you feel like oh i i shouldn't be speaking to this person without them speaking to me first mm. that sort of thing yeah so i guess i'll end it with uh after that i see his eyes and get that sense of awe i'll uh apologize <laughs> no like i'm sorry i spoke out of turn <laughs> Uh, he raises a hand almost nonchalantly and says, no need to apologize. You don't know who I am, so you can't be held accountable. And then he introduces himself as um, Tarcellus uh, Meoniduin. You know, an appropriately long elven name. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then you remember then. Like, as soon as he says it, it all sort of snaps into place. But this is a, um, Tarcellus Mayaninduin is the, um, is a member of the Seldarine. He's a elven god. He's specifically, he's the god of mountains, rivers, the wilderness, and snow elves. Hmm. Um, he is, I think, uh, I think they classify it as an intermediate deity mm. so there's not a lot that you know about him uh, except for what i've told you the um 
like the general blurbs about him you might have heard or read in your studies are that uh, he generally likes to mind his own business and, you know, he doesn't like socializing over much. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds like one Rohan will worship. <laughs> and, you know, he, you know, spends a, most of his time roaming the wilds, searching for evil creatures to slay. And, um, you know, but also that bit about the snow elves, um, that's another thing, like some boring lecture your, your masters were giving when you were younger. There used to be some elves that lived deep underground and there were elves that lived up in the mountains. But anyway, that's who this is. That's who he introduces himself as. That's pretty much the extent of your knowledge of him. Mm. Um, but anyway, he, um, he introduces himself and he says that, um, most have forgotten me and, and my brothers and sisters. I can see now that, uh, the people have awakened to Coralon and that is a good thing, but there are still others who are yet to be remembered. And then he asks, what has brought you here to this temple? I, I don't know the exact uh, reason that I'm here. It's just that visions plague me and my, my brothers, each of a different location. And this was what I saw. Somewhere in here, there is something. Uh, what was it? It was a, a room. I'm kind of drawing blanks here. Brandon. It was like a room with... Uh, was it people? I think I saw it. Like deep down, the skeleton guy gave me the vision of it, right? Yeah, there was a, like a, a room with a table with people sitting around it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, uh, a vision of a room with uh, people sitting around at a table deep under here. Yeah, and as you say that to him, it actually snaps in your mind and you realize that this person was at that table, the one you're talking to. Mm. Uh, right. you, you were among them, I, I believe. So it is the Seldarine you seek, my brothers and sisters, uh, the other gods of the elven people. But why do you seek us? What was it? It was, uh, it was, uh, oh man, uh, what was it? Uh, essentially, I, I don't remember if it was me who had the, the dang idea or not, but it was, uh, the idea that Right now, if it's just Coralon, that we're weaker for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the old man. Okay, yeah. The old man um, w- uh, at the Home of the Heroes had told you. Okay. So, yeah, that uh, Coralon, uh, while rediscovering his divinity, is a good thing that we are weaker for it now, for there's no support. If he goes, if he dies or perishes, then all elfin kind perishes with him. Mm-hmm. So I'm to aid somehow in its bolstering through just rediscovery of your, your, yourself mm. and the others. So you're the hero that has been foretold, mm. but now you're close. And do, will you will you wake us, my brothers and sisters? I I will, you or I will die trying. He says you don't need to if you don't want to. There's a a power here. I can sense that you know about this or have begun to learn about it. There's a power here that would uh, help you to defend the elven people. And you could take it for yourself if you wanted. Mm. 
Well, for the most part, I've found that study and training has been all the power that I truly need to achieve my goals. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't see myself robbing my, my kinfolk of this power. Well, you have strong character, Casimir. But, uh, and he says, he looks at you a little bit longer, and he says, uh, it's not time to make the choice yet. The, the choice lies uh, a little bit ahead down this path. But I do warn you, both choices carry a heavy cost. You must be certain you're willing to pay it. Mm. I have no fear of the cost. That That's something that uh, I've long ago had to just come to terms with. This is... The cost comes with this... Whatever it is we do. <laughs> the, the Our duty, I guess, is what I'd say. Um, all right. Then he says... Let me see if I can find it. Did I give that guy a name? Did I tell you his name? The one in the book that you've been... I think that... I think John, maybe, has, like, uh, scriptures of him. I can't quite remember for sure, though. But I don't think he's ever given his name. At least to me, I don't think. He's just appeared and teleported me places. All right. Oh, yeah. He, okay, so the the book that you found here that you've been reading, the visions you've been having of the, the elven wizard who grew frustrated mm. that the Seldarine wasn't giving him that that power that he knew would allow him to help his people. Uh, Elyon. Okay. E-L-Y-O-N. Elyon Pernellis. Uh, but anyway, so this, uh, this, um, deity here standing before you, um, Tarcellus, he, he says, do you know what power Elion sought? Have you begun to piece it together? I, I believe it was some madness. Uh, uh, I believe I actually know that one, right? Like he, I believe he was seeking some sort of unlife. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what he, like you probably knew about it quicker than he knew about it when mm. he, when he started on his path but he's uh he's searching for how to become a lich yeah right because that's uh a perversion of what the Seldarine grants to mm. those who are worthy it's uh it's an undeath but not a cursed one mm. and and this guy you know that you've been having the visions that's his path he's see, he's trying to find a way to get that but a like, different route to take it because they you know, won't give it to him. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he was consumed by some sort of madness in his quest for it too. Perhaps at one point he started off with good intentions, but it quickly became just to search for more power. Always beware of unearned power, Casimir. Um, so then he, you know, gazes off again towards the village and he waves his hand. And, uh, you know, the air kind of shimmers a bit, but you watch as, uh, uh, some, you know, the earth begins to shake. It feels real to you. The earth begins to shake and you realize you're on the angry mountain, obviously. And, um, as you look over where the, uh, to the west of the village around where the entrance was to this temple that you're in, um, a couple more large cliffs rise out of the ground to um, match the rock cliffs over there. And on that platform, um, there's a massive, uh, beautiful elven, obviously elven castle. 
I mean, it's just, I mean, parapets and flags and pinions and battlements, and it's just beautiful. There's no path to it that you can see from the ground. There's like all sections of it designed for the rocks to land in. But from there, um, spanning from that elevation all the way to the Angry Mountain, impossibly, is a uh, massive bridge that seems to be unsupported between the two locations, but it stretches miles and miles and miles up to the angry mountain. Um, and then you look, you follow his gaze up towards the peak and you can see a massive fortress at the very top. Um, and, uh, you get a little brief flash of, uh, militant group of elves, although they do look a little bit different. They look more like this one. Um, but that's what flashes in your head. And then it, and then, then the vision fades and he says, if my brothers and sisters are to be reborn or to be awoken, the, there will have to be those who worship us. So Casimir, may I be your God? Yes. Very well. Thank you. <laughs> so he starts to shimmer and disappear. And then you find yourself back in this room here and the statue's gone. Great. Now we got two religious kooks in our group. Abandon the old ways, pagan. <laughs> All right, Rohan. I have a feeling I've already met my god. I have a feeling that the uh, that the unicorn is either a mm. Alona or some sort of a servant of Alona. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I'll continue kind of moving forward ahead of the others as we make our way through this. All right, so yeah, you guys follow along, and uh, there's nothing of any interest in here. Okay. And this door is open. Didn't swing closed after Casimir went through it. Okay. But you do get to these steps, and you look up, and you see a what looks to be a solid gold door. And it is closed, and it's got all this fancy elven script on it. Okay. Um, so same thing he went through where we had to... Find the source of the riddle. Yeah. So um, this one says, I am a precious metal, rare and highly sought, used in jewelry and industry. My value cannot be bought. Found deep within the earth, I'm difficult to mine. Many try to extract me, but few succeed in time. As a coin, I am lustrous, a silver-white hue, a symbol of wealth and power and value beyond a few. So, Graham should know these because his he was so childlike before. He probably had them told over and over to. Yeah, I didn't figure well, out the platinum one, so I, I can't blurt out the answer. Uh, I was going to poke Fenrith because aren't you like a goldsmith? Yeah, I mean, I that's platinum was the first thing I thought of when I heard him telling it to Chris. But and if you're okay with it, then I will give the answer as platinum. You Yeah, you're the closest thing to... Uh, a metal master that we'd have. Okay. Um, all right, Casimir, let's go back to you. So this vision's faded, and here you stand, and that statue's gone. But you can see some steps up ahead, quite a few steps up ahead. All right. It's like a multiple landings. All right, I'll begin to jog uh, that direction then. Go to... There. All right. So as you pass these, um, they all light up, you know, and they bathe the room and in, in their golden light. And uh, you walk through here 
and um, the the um, stonework shows signs of age, but not quite as bad as other parts you've been. It still looks beautiful. You notice a lot of the floor has gold set into it as you walk, and um, and then eventually um, you find yourself at a another door, another golden door. All right, let's uh, embarrass myself further. And uh, does this one have the same scrolls? No, nope. no, nope. nope. This just has a couple of handles on it. No, and uh, you, and it has a split down the middle, and it's just you just would push it open. All right. Uh, do I feel any sudden urge to take five steps back? Uh, no. Okay, so no. I'll figure it's not trapped, even though it might only work with Graham's the one opening the door. But uh, yeah, I'll see if I can push it open. Yep, easy enough. It just swings right open, and you find yourself in this room. And as you step in, it swings closed again. And in front of you is a massive stone, what looks like um, obsidian block. It's enormous. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's got script work in it with you know gold inlay, and on the top, what appears to be. Just a massive ball of gold. <laughs> and now as you as you get closer to it, um, you're just tall enough now to realize that that ball does not rest atop it. It's it's suspended above it hmm. a couple inches. But these um, on the left and right, those light up and bathe the room. And that light reflects off of this gold and off of the obsidian in it. Um, makes a very bright uh, golden hue to the room. I'll move up to it, and uh, that that script, can I start seeing what it says? Yeah, so do your linguistics then. There you go. All right. Um, so Rohan, Casimir, or I mean Rohan, Fenrith, and Graham. You, uh, Fenrith speaks platinum, and that the elven word for platinum and this door opens. And then as that, as it swings open, you, uh, all three start to hear this extremely loud booming coming back from the way you came. Like it's almost like it's shaking the floor. It's so loud. Something's banging against that, uh, door. Okay. That you came in. Um, we should probably close the door behind us. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I'll do for this door what I did for. I don't know if we want to spite and like disable them in case we have to leave, but. Oh, um, then what are you talking about? Uh, Rohan had already closed. <clears throat> oh, the stone door behind it that we came through before. I think so. Yeah, yeah the the yeah. first stone door closed. The ones that open with words don't. Oh, yeah, okay. that that's what I was talking about. Is uh, we've come through one stone door that you had opened with. The fire word that yeah the is one still before open. the one before that is the one that's being beat down the yeah. first door yeah I'm I'm saying we should close the one that oh okay. use the fire word to yeah open oh, mm -hmm. that one was open for us though yeah so yeah. we I I know but we we didn't solve that riddle we didn't even encounter that riddle I know I'm just so, saying we should close it as a hindrance to anyone else that's coming well I'll see if I can close it all right. All right, so Graham, you run over to this, and that um, you're hearing that booming from the other door, and you can see dust coming from the ceiling over there, 
and uh, being kicked up in the ground. And you look at this and you can see there's a, um, you know, elven script work on it. So do your linguistics. Hmm. <laughs> go, Graham, go. <laughs> Someone else might want to read this. Five. <laughs> it's magic. You might be able to use a... A magic de device. Yeah. Was, would that be something that he could do? To see if he could key the... Like, activate blindly almost or something? Yeah, because no. I definitely bombed the linguistics part of it. So I'll need to... So, I think I need some help or try a different skill. Yeah, what are you going to try to do? Um, I can see if it's something that's that operates like when I fudge magic devices. If I can, you know, I like an intuition about it, however rogues do it. Oh, so you start looking for things that try use magic devices. Right. Okay. He'll pull a Bruce Campbell and, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> door will turn into a living thing and eat them. Yeah. Um, if that's permissible, but otherwise I'll just ask for help. I, I don't know this dialect. No, I mean, it is, let's see, so, it's, well, magic items, let's, yeah, I mean, you could try it with use magic device. Okay. All right, so you're pouring over this thing, trying to, you know, going through the whole list, you know, you're basically like a 90s computer hacker, you got a pocket <laughs> full of floppy disks with different programs, and you show, oh, does it open if I say this, or if I jump this way, or whatever, but nothing seems to work. And then um, that's Graham's turn. He's still struggling with that door over there, Rohan and Fenrith. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, Where is it? I'll run over to help him. Okay. You want to try a linguistic yeah. for me in the tower? Yeah. Okay. So you, um, you look over this uh, door, and you can recognize the ancient elven script. And... Um, so you can read it, and it says, I am a precious metal, highly valued and pure, used for currency and jewelry throughout the ages and more. My color is bright and yellow. My worth is hard to deny. I'm a symbol of wealth and power and a treasure hard to find. What am I? Mm. So I'll, I'll read that out loud as yeah. I would say, it. Graham, do you want to blurt, it out, blurt out the answer? Do I know the answer to this one? You're the rogue. <laughs> well, but shouldn't this be the one that was the fire answer so uh, was, i thought uh, that was the one that was hungry and needed to be yeah yeah. If, yeah it's a different one than yeah i don't know this got. one okay. uh, it's the same door but the oh the writing is different and okay. i'm a little more cautious these days and it's just blurred out of words so i'll be like uh, hey jeweler yeah <laughs> what do you think of this one See, we don't really have valuable currency uh it's we have our weak spot we have lots of this gold that we get what's that gold it's yellow Maybe that's the answer. Uh, you say it, right. Rohan. So I'll say gold in, in I'll the take a few steps language. Back. And, <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you say that gold and the door starts to swing closed. All right. And as it does, you hear that other one give way and, you know, massive stone blocks uh, from that door go um, shattering into the room and landing on the floor. And you can hear boots and... You can hear the heavy sound of a mechanical um, opponent uh, coming into that room there as this door closes. All right, let's keep moving. Okay. Yeah, get get on the other side of the, the platinum door and we can close that one too. All right, yeah. So you guys can all rush into here and um, you say platinum and that one swings closed as well. 
And, uh, you know, as it finally does, you start to hear banging coming from that other one over there that you were just at. That should slow him down at least a little bit. Give us a chance to move ahead. All right. Um, Yeah, so looking down, you can see that there's just multiple little um, short flights of steps leading in a straight line pretty much down that direction. I'll try to stealthily move forward as fast as I can, although I guess they know we're here now, so it's less of a... Hmm. Yeah, I forgot you guys left some corpses... Yeah. All right. Should have animated them. They might not have noticed. Okay. So are you guys all <laughs> going to go with Rohan? Yeah. Yep. All right. So you guys get to this first, um, well, the second flight of steps here when you start to hear the platinum door being assaulted. What? They're really burning through those doors. All right. Because the gold door was <clears throat> soft metal. Yeah. We'll Maybe hurry up to the next door. It. And quickly start trying to decipher whatever script is on this one. Yeah, so as you as you get to here, you can see that there's another door at the end there. And so that's where you go. Um, but when you get here, an apparition appears in the air in front of you. All right, I'll move myself back to it where they are. So um, floating in the air in front of you is a shade. Fenrir, um, turn it. Yeah. Clearly, Elvin... Um, with long blonde hair and, uh, he's wearing, you know, immaculate armor and, uh, heavy, beautiful furs. He's got a spear in his hand. Um, but you can see through him because, you know, it's just a shade and, uh, but he looks at you and he says that, uh, Casimir's work is not finished. I mean, all is lost. If he doesn't complete it, he must hold them off. He keeps reading everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Here's the plan, Rohan. You stay by the door. Fenrith holds him in the hall. I'll go invisible, try to get behind him. We just chew him up from both sides. Sounds good. <laughs> and then it fades away. Okay. So, Casimir, you're reading the uh, writing on this obsidian block. Yep. And basically, it says uh, one path. Uh, leads to a cost so high, immediate and steep. The other will cost you later. All right. And much higher. So, um, you know, you can look in this room. You can see you've got two ways to go, you know, uh, north or south. And <clears throat> that's the writing on here that can be deciphered in the sort of words that you could say. The rest of it basically... Um, is to open or to awaken the Seldarine, uh, you must carry that ball of what looks to be gold mm. on your back down that north hallway and place it in front of the mirror. Now, um, it says nothing about, nothing else about the other path, but when you look down that path, you can see some clear indications that uh, it was not originally part of this complex. Um, it was done by a much cruder hand and you can see darkness that way and you can smell a, uh, it smells like a graveyard down that direction. Well, but in your head, as you're reading through this, you get the sense that every step that you take 
with this ball on your back. Um, it's like hard to put into words. It, the closest you can think is that it's trying to tell you that blades or spikes will stab you at every step. You'll be assailed or accosted by something. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. I'll uh I'll step up to the uh, orb and see if I can move it or pick it pick it up. Like how heavy is it? All right. <clears throat> so you step up there. And you reach forward, and um, it has sort of an attraction to your hands. It just, mm. you know, like a magnet. Uh, doesn't touch your hands, but it hovers above them. All right. And it's massive, right? But you're not feeling the weight of it um, right now. But it has to be carried on your shoulders. Yeah. All right. Uh, I will quickly down a potion of cure. <laughs> Where is it? Potion of Cure Moderate Wounds, so 2d8 plus 5. Oh, no, never mind. I forgot. The, yeah, so as soon as you grab that, you were healed. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I'll uh, lift the orb up and place it on my shoulders. Okay. And begin to walk to the north. So, when you do that, then you start to feel the weight. Mm. And it's crushing. It's like you can... You're barely, I mean, your legs are shaking. You're barely able to stay standing. Um, but then you take a step forward. Nah. All right. Um, now the rest of you are looking down that long hallway and that door bursts inward and breaks into multiple pieces. And uh, you see, where are you? You see a massive automaton stride into that room. And you can see behind it, I mean, it's obscuring most of the space behind it, but you can see a lot of forms, smaller forms behind it, unmistakable forms of goblins and maybe some humans back there. But um, this is a large hum humanoid construct composed entirely of metal. Uh, its mechanical construction is uh, given away by gaps in its thick armor plates that reveal spinning gears and arcing electricity within, along with clanking and whirring sounds, even when it's not moving. It's about the size of an iron golem. And you guys faced one of these in your, in your yard when these invaders first appeared. But it comes stomping in um, towards you to Ooh. here. <clears throat> okay. Um, and then uh, Rohan, that makes it your turn. I... I'm going to cast Resist Fire on myself first. Don't turn me. Don't turn me. <clears throat> hmm. It's quite a ways away. Yeah. So, yeah, that first round I'll cast Resist Energy, Resist Fire on myself. Absorb the first 10 points of fire damage as laser thingy does. I don't know if I have anything that can attack at that range yet. Hmm. Fireball. But do you, are these things resistant to it as well? I think they were resistant to most stuff, but he did say there was a bunch of things behind it. Is that your turn, Rohan? Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry, I'll... Casimir, so you can take, um, so you can move at a quarter speed with this weight. That's what it would reduce you to. All right. Unless you have something that could help you unreduce it. Yeah. Well, I don't think I do off the top of my head, so 10 feet. Okay. So you take a resolute step forward and then another 
And uh, it seems that the feeling you got was literal as spikes shoot out of the floor and stab into your legs. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's one of those when dealing with magic and gods, it's probably always better to pay the price up front. <laughs> and those particular mm. ones do one damage to you. All right. And then further down the hall, some goblins come running into the room. Danger fireball targets Graham. And they move up to flank this automaton here. And then Graham, your turn. Oh, yeah, I'm going to fireball them. My map wicked out on me. Yeah, it should be able to do it. So, yeah, I'm just going to cast the, from my necklace fireballs, the level six one, the last one I have down there. Okay. Uh, Target them all. Is that how it works? I forget. Yeah, everyone yeah. that's... Everyone that would be in the radius. So it's just the two besides the enforcer. What is their radius? 30 feet? 20, 20 feet. 20. I have a little circle here, but I only saw the two total. Yeah, that would just be those two. Okay. All right. So, cast. All right. Oh, dang. And damage. All right. So you launch this fireball down the hallway and it explodes in the, um, right around that law enforcer there and uh, fries one of the goblins completely, burns him to a crisp and he just falls to the floor. And the other one definitely was damaged as well, um, you know, because you can see him like stop and lean up against that pillar. Anything else for you? No, that that's it. All right. So um, it didn't look to you like it had any effect on that automaton, right. which doesn't surprise you. What do I need? Bells usually get past them. Anyway, it stomps, it stomps on to here and then to here. And then Fenrith, it's your turn. All right. I'm going to cast uh, Infuse Robot on that. Infuse Robot? Yeah. This is one of the Pathfinder spells, uh, level seven. Hmm. Is, uh, it'll make a will save. If it fails, it transforms into a magical construct made of wood, stone, flesh, or bone. Uh, its statistics and abilities do not change, although it is now a magical construct rather than a technological one. It loses oh. the robot. Is it a? That's the only thing that I saw in here that I thought might be useful. No, I mean, but you also can, I would control it. I'll let you pick something else because the robot is an actual classification oh, finder. Okay. it's different from construct so you can pick something else though because that we didn't you didn't know that hmm. all right well i will start uh righteous might then all right let me put that effect on you to what let's see you guys are level 14 i yep mm -hmm. all right righteous might all right, so you cast that spell, and um, that causes you to grow into a large creature here. So let me fix that for you. That's 10 by 10. Put you back on the map. There you are. And anything else for your turn? Yeah, I'll move up 20 feet as well. Okay, so that's up to this stairwell here, or this stair a, set of stairs. I'll can I go into the middle more? Let's just try to take up as much space as I can on this. Thank you. Okay. And that's it for that turn. So you see a couple of uh, humans with their muskets come in through that door down there. And they angle up 
and down towards these pillars here, and that'll bring us back to Rohan. All right. <clears throat> so at 200 feet, he's one range, or he's in my second range increment. So, yeah, I'll do my deadly aim to minus four for my ranged attack and add eight to the damage. And then I will do <clears throat> the full five arrow volley with both um, rapid shot and many shot. Okay. So I get a minus two, not plus two, minus two. Right, that, so. All right, so let's see here. Looks like a 25 was a miss. You got one hit. All right. One was automatic miss, but yeah, one hit. All right. Yep, and added the plus six. Okay. All right, yeah, so you send a hail of arrows down the hallway, and uh, one of them manages to stick into its armor um, and do do a little bit of damage to it. Uh, Casimir. So, do a fortitude save. All righty. There you go. <clears throat> All right, so you can move half speed this turn. All right, so 20 feet uh, that way. I'm heading the right way, right? Yeah. Just to, uh, All right. So as you move along there, more spikes come out to stab at your legs um, on the first step and do two damage to you. On the second, some blades come out <laughs> like an Indiana Jones um, slice into you for 10. <laughs> and then the third, some more spikes for six damage. And then the last more spikes nah. for two damage <coughs> but now you're getting closer you can see there's a special spot right on the floor in front of this massive mirror um, that looks like it'd be perfect for this uh, ball that you're carrying all right yeah I'll focus on it and try to uh, blot out all the the pain that's uh, currently incoming yeah, so what you notice as you move along this direction is that there is a very slight decline in the floor in the center, uh, sort of forms a channel, and you mm -hmm. can see that there's actually um, a couple small, really small channels, and that your the blood from the wounds you've taken is already starting to move that direction along these channels. Well, that doesn't bode well. Blood and magic is never a good thing. <laughs> All right, so the goblin comes running up. Graham, your turn. All right, so it looks like I only see the one goblin down at the end of the hall, so I think I will prepare. I'm going to wait for any grouping, and that will trigger a ready action to throw another fireball down there. So if any other goblins group up, um, otherwise I'm going to wait right there for now. Or humans, right? Sure. <laughs> or elves. Okay. <laughs> We cluster too close. Yeah. All right. So this uh, construct stomps forward still and uh, stomps up those steps. And then it will fire its laser beam at Fenrith. It's going to do one laser beam attack. But this uh, attack is not able to penetrate your armor, Fenrith, as you stand there. Um, and so it slams into you, but... Uh, the brilliance of your white full plate diffuses the laser beam, and now it's your turn. All right, as I will cast Jolting Portent on it, then. As a designated creature, 
or the, the creature you designate is surrounded by a glowing red aura of vengeful fate. Once per round, when the target makes an attack or casts a spell, it must succeed at a fortitude saving throw. Uh, DC 10 plus half caster level plus charisma or wisdom in the case of clerics. Um, if the target fails saving throw, it takes 4d6 plus uh, wisdom modifier uh, electricity damage. As if it saves, then it doesn't take any damage. All right, let me see if these things can be affected by that. Brandon, I do have a hard out today. I have to be home for kid drop off. Just so you know. We oh right, we were yeah, we were stopping at noon. I forgot about that. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry. Okay. Do you want to pick that up next time then? Yeah, but well, for next time we'll just remember that um, it's immune to that. This construct is immune to magic spells and spell-like abilities that allow spell resistance. So. Yeah, I think you're, I was reading it, you're looking at the Conjuration School or Divine or what's, uh, what was the other one? I was just looking at it. That have the kind of spells that would get past magic immunity. Magic Missile still works, right? No, it has spell resistance. Oh. Yeah, you, so when you're looking for spells to cast, just if it allows spell resistance, it won't work on this. It would right. So just use the uh, spell right, slot then. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's where we'll pick it up next time in the midst of combat. All right, man. Thank All right, you. Thanks, man. Thank That's you. A lot of fun. Uh-huh. Thanks. This has been a Death Watch production. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.